Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> Fuck that intro really hard. Okay, maybe I maybe I got a little too centered for this episode, <laughs> but we'll find out. It is uh I am Steve O. And I'm Robert Pattinson. Uh cool. Um, <laughs> well, we all know that Twilight was a horror movie. So I don't know. It was uh, horrible. I thought it was just a horrible love story. It's horrible, so can't that qualify as a horror movie? Hey, you do you. You know, you do you. But anyways, um, we are back with a brand new episode of Not to Another Be Horacus. This is episode, uh, is it one? 523. No, it's 120 was, something. It says 124, but I'm like, is that what it is? I'm guessing that's what it is. Hold on. Oh. That, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm recording it as. So let's hope so. <laughs> um, anyways, yes, we uh, actually watched the Netflix original movie, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Uh, that just came out this year. I believe it just came out earlier this month. Uh, we finally got to check it out. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end. Of course, if you haven't seen it yet, we'll give you the spoilers. We'll give you the whole, we have an intro, you know, before we review the movie. So if you're telling us that we're ruining things for you, you are not paying attention to shit. That means you're either exposing I, it to yourself, yourself e- to it at your own risk. Either basically. I am very bad at cues and I'm all like, spoilers, spoilers. Hey, guess what? Spoilers, spoilers, you know, or, um, That's on you guys. But uh, anyways, uh, if you're looking to listen to us, which you probably already are, but if you want to get other people to listen to us, uh, you can go to facebook.com, 4iradio.com, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts app, Spotify, and Podchaser. Wow, my dyslexia was really getting bad there. It was switching entire word, like entire words around and i'm like that's never fucking happened Woo! (laughs) Uh, of course if you want to help out support the the show uh you know if you want to visit one of our sponsors uh just go to foreradio.com click on that amazon banner and shop like you normally do we'll get a little taste of you do and guess what i'm not even gonna fault you if you don't because i don't remember because it's so easy with that app you're just like oh And 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 then you pay everything and then you're just like oh fuck i could have done shit with my life you know what I do? I have it saved as a bookmark, so every time I go into my Safari, I can just click on the bookmark, and then I'm shopping through our little linky thing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Rob. Thank you for doing that. Uh, of course, if you're also looking for us, you can go to Facebook.com, not another B Horrorcast. Uh, you can also go to at B Horrorcast on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And also, if you want to leave us an email, you can go to uh, notanotherbehorrorcast at email.com. We'll read anything. You send it to us, we'll, pro- we'll definitely read it. I'm just realizing that, uh, wow, I've memorized those really well because those have been deleted from the uh, notes? show notes. Yeah. Oh. I was like looking at I mean, Horrorcast is at the bottom, but even our entire like uh, email address. So luckily, we've been doing these shows back to back. Actually, I, I got to give you props. You did uh you did a pretty good thing uh when you're like I don't know if I want to do the show tonight. Uh, I'm feeling a little lazy and I get it. It's it's a Wednesday. It's uh it's been a hectic week, you know. You're like, "Oh jeez" and stuff like that. But then you're all like, "But I kind of feel like I need to do the podcast because we actually have more listeners listening now." So I'm like, "Kudos to you cuz you're you're doing you're doing the legwork on the ground. Like I try to social media, which is terrible, but <laughs> you do the groundwork and you just tell people and people listen and people enjoy it. So that's fantastic. So so kudos to you. There you're like, "You know what? I don't I don't want to 
I don't want to disappoint the listeners. So you, know what? You, 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 you no, that's that's good. That shows like that was a real big. That's like that's like okay. You finally hit that stride where you're like, oh, the show kind of means something now. Before it was just bullshit on a stick, but now you're like, ah, it's got some meaning. No, it ha- it's, it's always had, had meaning to, to me, me, but it's it's nice to know that people are actually listening to it. And the actually, honestly, the well. One of the main reasons why I'm doing it is because if I don't, then we have one listener in particular who will be very put out with us. Um, I'm really wondering when this drops and people are listening to it, if like someone's going to turn around and be like, ah, Uh, they're talking about you. (laughs) And hopefully their voice cracks like that, too, because that would be Uh, amazing. (laughs) They're talking about you. I really hope my I really hope my no that's like this no well wait hold on squeaky voice scene wait wait Wait. he's got it no no I have it I'm just trying to figure out a line to say that's from him of oh here's your taco sir what do you mean you don't want it this comes out of my salary if I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. <laughs> you have to be careful because the squeaky voice scene can easily turn into, oh, man, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh. So you, that's that's uh, that's the squeaky voice and Morty are, like, almost parallel when it comes except squeaky voice team actually is, is, is interesting. I can't believe I'm diving into this shit. This is like, this is, okay, we just lost this. This is part stuff. of the like, we reason why I love this show. We don't, don't want to talk about this. This is the part with Squeaky Voice Teen is he actually has a lower pitch than Morty does. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's hitting his adolescence, so he's still going back and forth between his high voice and his low voice. So that's a really hard thing to do when you have to go back and forth like that. Uh, yeah. And then and then, and then, then if you do it a little higher, yeah, then you got a Morty. Hi. <laughs> Check out Podcast C137. Ha. I did a plug. Bye. <laughs> Greg's just like Gary. <laughs> Morty, 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 Morty. We're we're not only we're not traveling through different podcasts this time. Okay, it's another adventure. We're not going to. do Oh, geez, Rick, come on. I mean, Steve really needs the help. Like, no one's listening. There's 12 likes on the Facebook page, man. Morty, Morty, it's okay. It's okay. He's used to things crashing and burning. Oh, that just makes me sad. Which is why you should tell your friends about this podcast, because even if they don't like horror movies, they can at least listen to this show and then get a little bit of an insight and see if it's something that they would actually be interested in or if they just kind of want to hear a ridiculous like, overview of us just railing about crap that has nothing to do with horror movies whatsoever. Whatsoever. But um, but we are jam-packed <laughs> with horror news and uh, we are jam-packed with uh, – we actually have a bunch of news stories on the Facebook page that I actually didn't put in the show notes. So I figured I'd kind of mix it up, maybe give them some stuff to be like, ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read about this. And then they're like, they didn't talk about it. Sexy. Oh, I have to do the research myself? I can't just I can't just read a title to an article on Facebook and just make my judgment on that. They're like, oh, Ross Perot doesn't like milk. Well, I'm not going to click any further because I got all the information I need. And then you click on it. It's all like, he doesn't like bad milk. Spoiled milk is terrible. Do not serve your kids spoiled milk. But I didn't read the article, so I'm just all like, I'm not drinking milk, period. Why? Because <laughs> Ross Perot doesn't like it. <laughs> Who? 1993 called Steve. They want their fucking year back. Yeah, I don't know who Ross Perot is. I'm sorry. Yeah, he uh, ran for our, uh, president back in the day. He was actually oh. the uh, independent party with uh, when it was not going to do it, wouldn't be prudent, not here in this juncture. And then we had our little Tricky Dicky come along. That's right. That's me, Tricky Dicky. I did shit in the White House only men dream about. And then there was Ross Perot. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Oh, he was the can yeah, yeah. He's can a Texan billionaire yep. that came out of fucking nowhere. Uh, yeah, I watched. I that do s- know that line. Yeah. Just, can I finish? Can I finish? Did can anyone see Forrest Gump? No, yeah. Did you Dana Garver when he's doing uh, it? It's like one of my favorite bits. Where he's all, he's like Ross Perot was just talking about movies that came out that year, and he's all like, "Did anyone see Waterworld? Kevin Costner." He passes into a filter contraption and then drinks it. Yummy, yum, yum. You do not pee into a Mr. Coffee and get taste of choice, people. It don't work that way. <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Dana Carvey? No, I thought oh. Ross Perot would be dead by sure, but he's probably still kicking. But no, you want to check out some, again, talking completely nothing about <laughs> horror movies, but we are getting to it. Uh, documentaries. Um, Big into those. Uh, CNN, they've had the little mini series where they did like the, I don't know if there's a 60s 
or if there's uh well i know there is the 60s one that did it just i don't think it's been released yet on netflix netflix but i've seen uh 70s 80s 90s and then they just i just saw the 2000s and i'm Yay. like ooh, so yeah i'm really i'm really into those but yeah yeah check those out i learned a, I learned a shit especially the 70s actually this actually works out 70s uh does a huge thing on serial killers because that's when boom serial killing was big in the 70s people or at least well more documented it i think it was that was kind of like the re like the emergence of like knowing what this was instead of just being like because i'm sure it was going on it's just like it wasn't being like people either got blamed or just became an unsolved well well a big thing that happened was like such as uh, i believe like you know cnn and stuff like that like that stuff got made by ted turner so they were just covering the world news everywhere so it wasn't Mm -hmm. just seeing your local news stuff so then we started seeing things from other countries we started seeing like these things happen like the whole you know ted bundy like honestly if tv that's a big thing because that was all you could do we didn't have phones, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have all that stuff. So TV was your main source of entertainment, news, and all this kind of big like coverage stuff for big moments back in those times. So you like live for that kind of stuff. So yeah, everyone was glued to it. But I'm pretty sure if there wasn't like a big thing like CNN like reporting everything, like it would only have been like whatever those states were local news was talking about it. Because look at some of the documentaries we've watched with like uh, the Jackal, yeah, where it's like his murder, his second murder when he finally got caught, was brushed under the rug because what happened two days later? 9-11. And you're like, oh, shit. No wonder we didn't hear about this. And there was all that stuff going on, which is, like, bigger new stuff. And then there was, like, the bombing necklace, the uh, the, the pizza delivery guy from uh, yeah. Evil Geniuses documentary. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, my big thing, dude, get totally centered on the weekends and watch some documentaries. Like, that's, like, my jam now. Like, honestly, if I would have done that in fucking high school, dude, I could have been a genius. So this has nothing to do with it. Well, actually, technically, it sort of has something to do with the the content of the show, but Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do, well, not much with what you're saying. Anyways, I'm just going to get to the point. What is it with women and just loving, like, watching, like, murder documentaries and, like, serial killer documentaries? I don't understand. Like, I love it, and I don't understand my own fascination with it. But every girl I know loves these kind of like documentaries and like murder shows and like crime dramas and shit like that. Like what the fuck is wrong? I don't know. Maybe it's like the new, uh, maybe it's like the new soap opera where it's like, maybe these are your new things to kind of dive into. Way nicer than what I was going to say. I was going to say that women were just living vicariously through the killers. And well, they're like, yeah, well, I that's, love to kill my husband. Well, that's the thing know. though. But that's the thing it's though. This is, this is the interesting part. Uh, my brother, his, his wife, she, uh, watches, uh, those kind of shows too. And then she'll sit there and he's on the couch with her. And he'll, she'll sit there and she'll be like, well, that's why the bitch got caught. I would have never gotten caught. And Kyle's just like, what the fuck? Like, no, I know. And like, I swear that's oh, a conversation shit. that goes on in almost every household because every bitch girl is shouldn't like, shouldn't have left your keys out on the table. Yeah. Cause that's what goes through my head too. I'm watching them. I'm like, Oh honey, no, just don't know that. See? Yeah. No, mm-hmm, you just fucked mm-hmm. up. That's why you caught. You that's done why fucked up. you dumb fucked up. You got caught. How can you know? How, how could, could you, you not, not realize that the key would have totally destroyed your thing how could you have not realized to wipe off your fingerprints on there i mean oh honey you wore gloves everywhere else but not in the bathroom what is wrong with you bring another pair i don't know why we're turning into that show (laughs) yeah i am your commentary okay Mm. see what's gonna happen is when we watch horror movies now i'll pop in and be like that's why that bitch died she ran back upstairs the door was open he was like you want to go this way or you want to go up the stairs and she's like i'm going up the stairs there's no exit up there yeah and uh, now that you mention it the one the new year's movie that we watched like i couldn't and i was like why the fuck did you just not like just run out of the the fucking garage door and just like push past the girls and just keep running like how fucking dumb are you you know why because they dumb fucked up the only movie that i feel Sounds like fun actually, i like that character i know put that in the rolodex <laughs> matthew's like no <laughs> no no matthew would be more like what the same thing. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. That's a socially awkward call That's out. That's a socially awkward call out. And also, Nancy, you're probably not listening, but that was for you. <laughs> I don't know who Nancy is, but oh, cheers to Nancy. No, no, you, you met Nancy. That's uh, um, Kevin's uh, friend. Uh, we went to the stand-up show. Oh, 
a right. while back. Yeah, she was on a podcast with him. Uh, fuck, I am blanking on the name right now. Was that one the one where it was like they were trying to like come up with... No, no, no. That was a different one. Oh. That was uh, Pitch Please. Oh, fuck, I love how I can remember that one, but not the other other one that I actually like. Funny, not funny. It was something like... Uh, Sorry, uh, we're going we're down diving a, in. All right, well, anyways. Uh, anyway. So shout out to Kevin and Nancy. I don't even know if they're still... Nancy, I love you, even they, though are, I didn't know Are they anywhere. still on the network? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't care. They don't listen. I don't have to worry. Most of the most of everybody else doesn't listen to the show, except for my luck. This will be the episode that people are like, I'm going to check this out. You know what? <laughs> then again, you say that almost every episode. I know. And no and one I ever does. Up, you know why? Because <laughs> no one, even if, even if they won't call me out until they see my, like, see me in person. Like, they won't just be like, what the fuck, man? Or more like, like a happy, like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because he fucked. No. <laughs> no. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> anyway. I'm about to get Tracy Morgan up in here. <laughs> Shit. I love the fact that no, every person who has to do an imitation of him has to puff out their teeth. Oh, you like have cuffs. to do it. It's crazy. You ever tried talking like Tracy Morgan without having your lips pulled out? You can't get the same flavor. That's how you can get those nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. Like the roundness. Well, it's of the, the same words. thing with like Al Pacino. You have to be like, oh, oh, you gotta, you gotta put your mouth All down here. Ooh, and Nicolas Cage, you're just like yeah, relaxing your jaw. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like you got you got like you know silly putty in your in your mouth almost. Like you're always <laughs> just trying to catch up mentally. Physically, movie. Oh God, so much debt. <laughs> what happened? Well, if you wouldn't eat all the fucking moon pies. Fuck you! Love moon pies. <laughs> anyway, Tracy Nicholson, everyone. Tracy Nicholson. All right, enough of or Tracy Cage. That's enough of one. this because this eh, is just a. Uh, I just totally fucked that up. Anyway, this is like when you had a bunch of bad trailers before the movie actually started. <laughs> like there was not a single one movie that you were like sitting there eating your popcorn, going like, "Oh, I'm so seeing this." Which actually, I feel like, and now it's like it's like back then you'd be able, everyone's just sitting there, it's like. Fucking this, fucking water. Fuck this, God. All these but that's the sad suck. thing, though, is I feel like most of the, even like the bad movies that are in the trailers, I'm just like making fun of them in my head while I'm watching it now. So even now, it's it's entertaining again. Anyways, so yeah, we except probably, with me now, now I'm just all like, oh, I'm so seeing this. And I'm like, no, we're not. I'm but I'm not gonna so tell them that. <laughs> Uh, anyways, but yeah, so uh, getting, get getting back, back to the, to the show. actual show, uh, <laughs> we are back. Brand new episode. We Hi. saw Velvet uh, Buzzsaw uh, came out this year. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Uh, but before we dive into the show, uh, we'll catch up on our weeks really quick uh, or as quickly as we <laughs> We'll just say, hey, slow and steady wins the race, people. Um, that's because of the tortoise. Anyways, um, yeah, the torch <laughs> on the hair, you know, that old fable yeah, where... Yeah, but I didn't expect you to say it like that. Oh, you don't understand the tortoise. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, so, how was, how was your week? Because uh, <laughs> my week's great right now. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't do much. How was your week? Um, it was good. Um... I don't even remember what I did. We watched a movie and oh, we went to sushi. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We went out to sushi. Haven't had sushi. And then we stayed up drinking until like what two a.m. Three a.m. Yeah, did a lot of drinking last weekend, and apparently this weekend it's going to start off with a bang as well. Yeah, and by bang he means opening the beer bottle. Oh Um, well, I meant uh, going to happy hours on. Oh yeah, and then I have a podcast that night and you're going out yep. doing stuff. So it's, it's going to be another. And then m- that Saturday is Patrick's birthday. Oh, so right. yeah, it's going to be, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a wreck this weekend. No, you're just going to be having way too much, too fun. much fun. Any hoozle. So yeah, so we went out to sushi. That was fun. Um, Got to spend some quality time with some people. That was fun. Mm hmm. I'm trying to think what else is there. Um, 
uh, February is almost over. Yeah. In fact, if you're listening to this uh, when the episode drops, I believe it's the last day of February. Unless you're listening to it in like the far, far future, like these tapes have been found by aliens. They're like, oh, what is this one? And He's they're like, like oh, God, we're I don't understand this. What do you mean? Why do they? You know what? Never mind. I'm not even going <laughs> to <laughs> Stop doing that, Derek. Just talk normal. Oh, you're no fun. Oh, so the aliens are British. Yeah. Sweet. Well, at least I'll be conquered by someone else I hate. Anyways. Except we're not as bad as the British because we don't have fucked up teeth. That is true. We just do a lot. Good Lord, what happened to their teeth? Anyways. So. Anyways. But yeah. Talk about the show. Yeah, let's, uh, (laughs) we'll dive in. So we got a little bit of, uh. Uh, eerie news of the week, uh, a couple of horror movie news, and of course, then we'll do our uh, movie review of the week. So, um, so without further ado, now this is an interesting story, and this actually goes for our eerie news of the week. Which, by the way, John, that's our sound guy. Oh. John, hit it. It is time for eerie news. So this is something I've never heard of. Kudos to John. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, Anyways. uh, Ong's... Ong's Hat? Ong's Hat. The early internet conspiracy game that got too real. Now I see this and I go, I've never heard of this. Me either. So, uh, Robert, if you don't mind, since you're reading, you've you've done movies. Uh, you're you're reading. Can is, I change who I am? No, <laughs> damn uh, it is a lot better than mine, and especially at this state. Uh, go I ahead do and uh, do a little bit of reading for the crew. <clears throat> can do. <coughs> On a sunny morning in early 2000, Joseph Matheny, 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 Matheny. Think of Math and Eeny. Math Eeny. He's like a wizard of math. Now his last name is Math. I am Math Weeny. I taught Harry how to do math. (laughs) Except for fractions. Those are bullshit. So, I'm just going to call him Joseph Math from now on because I can't pronounce his last name. So, Joseph Math woke up to find conspiracy theorists camped out on his lawn again. He was making coffee when he noticed a face peering in a ground floor window of the small three-story building he rented in Santa Cruz. Past the peeper, there were three other men in their early 20s loitering awkwardly. Meth signed, (laughs) sighed and stepped outside. He already knew what they wanted. They wanted to know the truth about Ong's hat. They wanted the secret to interdimensional travel. They were not looking for trouble, just information. He was able to get them to leave. Oh, jeez, this does sound like a Rick and Morty episode. I know, Morty, these 20-year-olds just showed up, and I gave them the totally wrong house. It was amazing. (laughs) I fucking watched it on YouTube, like, several times. (laughs) Uh, He was able to get them to leave with some cryptic comments and a quick lecture on personal boundaries. But Meth, well, Methany, Methany, Bethany, a mobile game developer. Just call him Gilbert. (laughs) But Jim, a mobile game developer who said he spent the 1990s working for some of tech's biggest names, had been on edge since about a year earlier when he had to march an unruly intruder off the property at gunpoint after an attempted break-in. According to Methy Boy, he and his girlfriend at the time had been receiving threatening phone calls and emails. Someone was anonymously contacting his employers claiming uh, Matheny was dangerous, a liability. After more than a decade of secrets, the chickens were coming home to roost. What chickens? The Ong's <laughs> Hat experiment had grown out of his control. Ong's Hat is one of the er- Internet's earliest conspiracy theories, but before that it was a place, a ruin almost 3,000 miles away from Santa Cruz, deep in the woods of New Jersey's Pine Barrens. Rumors swirled for years that something profound had once happened there, a confluence of mad scientists or mad science and the paranormal that had warped reality itself, opening a door into strange, unfathomable worlds. Oh my god, I hope there's a Rick and Morty episode about this now. (laughs) I kind of do too. Covering more than one million acres of largely unspoiled primordial forest, the Pine Barrens feels impossibly dense and vast, a wild and lonely place where sandy trails wind past mysterious lichen and rare flora like the gnarly pygmy pitch pine. 
Say that three times fast. Gnarly pygmy pitch pines. Gnarly pygmy pitch pines. Gnarly pygmy pitch pines. Bitch pine? No, I said pitch pines. Bitch pine? No, not. Wait. <laughs> Anyways. Stop being so gnarly. <laughs> God. Uh, one's home to shipbuilding, coal mining, and bog iron Wait, trades. one's home to shitbuilding? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, just drop it anywhere. <laughs> Let's go. Ship building. Sorry, we have. A, I really like it. We have more listeners. I went. I went really lowbrow tonight. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you did, but it happens. It's cool. Um, coal mining and bog iron trains. Okay, sorry. What the hell is a bog iron trade? A bog iron trade. Maybe it's like the iron in the bogs that people are like. Oh, we send a man down there. He grabs the iron in the bog and then he trades it to other people. Just use a magnet. <clears throat> Would magnets work? Well, I think it has to actually be magnetized, but I don't know how a magnet... Yeah, anyways, sorry. My brain no, no, is all know. over the place. Hold right. on, let's find out. Let's stop what we're doing right now. This is fascinating, <laughs> though, but now I need to know. <coughs> Excuse me. The area's industries declined over a century ago, and the pine lands are now dotted with the remains of abandoned towns and rotting factories. Often referred to as a ghost town, it's not clear how much of a town... Ooh. Wait, Ong's hat ever wait, wait. Was. I gotta, I gotta read. I gotta, we, I gotta read the quote. I gotta read it. How should I read it? Like a Canadian? Yes. You, you go into the woods, eh? You don't want to get lost. Might never get out, found. Oh yeah, that was definitely. Oh wait, hold on. Let me do another take at that. Okay. You go into those woods. You don't want to get lost. You might never be found, eh? <laughs> There you there go. There we go. Much Ooh, better. That was a, hey, come on. I, you you, you, you got to do two takes on stuff. Um, that's true. Uh, local lore tacks the unusual name to Jacob Ong. Ong? Ang? Ung? Anyways, a 17th century settler who, legend has it, angrily threw his hat into a tree after a lover's quarrel. <laughs> Some Ong family... You're going to be unfaithful to me? My hat lives in a tree! <laughs> hey, that rhymes. I wasn't planning on that, but it didn't work out. I feel like I want to just call this episode now Hung's Hat. <laughs> Some Ong family residents say the name was once Ong's Hut and was only ever one or two buildings. Henry Charlton Beck, who depicted historical Ong's Hat as a rowdy, boozy outpost in his 1936 book, Forgotten Towns of Southern New Jersey. Oh, it's a New Jersey. Okay, that explains a lot. Later, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> later recanted his descriptions, saying he'd fallen for elaborate traps set by locals to mislead him about the town's past. Whatever it was, Ong's Hat has been since been completely swallowed by the forest. Gulp. Though the name stubbornly pops up on maps and lives on in the nearby Ong's Hat Road. None of that is why there was a... Wait, what? None of that is why there was a crew of nosy young men on Matheny's Long that day in 2000, or why Ong's Hat has become a site of pilgrimage for fans of the supernatural. There is another legend, and it goes briefly like this. According to a pamphlet that began popping up in the late 80s, Ong's Hat Gateway to the Dimensions, a full-color brochure for the Institute of Chaos Studies and Moorish Science Ashram. Holy Good luck shit, memorizing that's that a name. name. <laughs> I feel like that's what we should have called the podcast. Ong's Hat, the Gateway it, to the Dimensions, a full-color brochure for the Institute of Chaos Studies and Moorish Science Ashram. Yeah, the Institute, yeah. Done. Uh, Ong's Hat was once home to... Actually, can we make shirts of that, actually? I kind of want... Sorry, I keep interrupting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, make it, like, really big, and then the lettering gets smaller and smaller, and, like, really cramped at the end, trying to fit it on the shirt. <laughs> trying to fit it on the shirt. I okay. like that idea. Anyways. Anyways, Ong's hat was once home to secret experiments led by the Dobbs twins, a pair of Princeton scientists who'd been forced Dobbs to build twins. a secret lab out in the Pine Barrens after the work in kale studies got them booted from the academy. Uh, if you don't realize that I'm doing the weird voice whenever it's in quotes... Just oh, that's them. right. We are the Dobbs twins, and we have chaos studies. Uh, yes. Why do you have to talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> You're making us fucking look bad everywhere. You're making us look worse than we already are. Oh, isn't, it, isn't it fun, <laughs> Frederick? <laughs> you shut your Nearby, ball. a mystic scholar and carpet salesman, because those go together, <laughs> named Wally Fard, fared... Fard, fa, fa, Fard, Fard, Fard. Yeah. We'll call him Wally Fard. Wally Fard here, here to sell you carpet and whatever the fuck else I was in that. Mystic truck. scholar. Oh yeah, I'm a mystic scholar of carpets and twain and silverware and shit. Where were we going with this? Uh, a lot of characters in the story. <laughs> he established the ragtag Moorish science 
ashram, and over time, the scientists and spiritual seekers met and began to merge their pursuits, blending meditation, physics, alchemy, and metaphysical physical disciplines like remote viewing and never-before-seen ways. This is a long-ass fucking thing. You know what? I'm enjoying this, though, so... Yeah, okay. Sorry for everyone else listening, but I, I, I like this. There's a bunch I of things coming. I feel like I probably should have read this beforehand and just done like this. Well, actually, do you know what? Uh, I don't. I think I posted this to the Facebook page. I say, you know what we should do? Mm. Why don't we <clears throat> we take a we we put a pin in this? Okay. And then we get people on there like, oh shit, we can dive back into this. I say we touch upon this next week, and we can just make this a big like thing for your like creature feature stuff mm. things or whatnot even though i know it's not a creature but it is kind of like that conspiracy and some yeah, of that you can just see how like this evolved part of like the lore mythology crap bull crap so yeah then we could dive deeper into this because we could probably do a little bit more research than throughout the week and see what else we could find yeah of uh, this kind of stuff so yeah we're gonna put a pin in ung's hat ung's ung's ing's ung's bong's ang ang anyways uh but yeah that, that <laughs> the was the last uh, airbender's hat <laughs> yeah so. that's all i keep thinking of yeah anyways <laughs> I, I can't I can't save the world until you learn all the abilities of the Avatar. No, you need to find my fucking hat. <laughs> it's in a fucking wood somewhere. God, I don't know why, but whenever you said I can't, then I just thought of I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. I, I can't, can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. I can't, I can't, I can't stop losing my hat. I can't stand losing my hat. Um, anyway, actually, I had another. I had a parody song about that about like a guy getting fat. Oh, it's like I can't, I can't, I can't stop eating. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't stop eating. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, but we're Baby gonna muzzles. dive into as, as much time as we wasted of everybody's today. Uh, we're gonna dive into some more horror news. You know, the sad thing is they can probably just hit fast forward, and we're really just wasting our own time. <laughs> is it? Because I'm probably I don't really listen to our show back. Like I'll test a little bit and like skip yeah. around and make sure everything. Uh, yeah, I really like recorded. Don't uh, get me wrong. I absolutely that. love that we have people listening to this, but I honestly don't know why sometimes. I don't know either, but it's great because the, the, <laughs> now, me... now people are just so like, wow, <laughs> this guy does not talk a lot at work, and that's probably a good thing. <laughs> uh, but anyways, here's some uh, horror news of the week. Hit it, John! It's time for horror So, this is pretty interesting. This came out actually today or yesterday, whenever you're listening to it. This has been posted on the Facebook page. But rumors, that's the only shitty part. It's rumors. Oh. But we never know. Universal Orlando's new uh, theme park may include Universal Monsters. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the Universal Monsters, of course, it's the classic monsters such as Count Dracula, Frankenstein's Monster, uh, Wolfman, um, Mummy, uh, the Invisible Man, uh, Phantom of the Opera. There's there's a ton, ton. Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, I believe they, they, they consider that in mm. the realm. Oh. I'm not sure because in the I think the very the uh, the first um, movie mm-hmm. with uh, uh John Chaney Jr. So John Chaney, mm-hmm. the father, uh, who was a makeup artist, and oh, he right. actually did his own makeup for, and he played, because also Quasimodo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, yeah. and then he was also the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera and stuff like that, and then it's interesting that Long Chaney Jr. took over the, you know, he became the Wolfman and stuff like that, and they had to do that with his face, like they had to keep mm-hmm. putting the makeup on, they would just film it, you know, when it went on, and then they did that splicing thing. Uh, just very interesting techniques back in the day. But yeah, I would be stoked for something like this. That would be awesome. But sorry, I got completely distracted by just the random thought of like the freaking, um, like whenever you said that the Phantom of the Opera was one of the the monsters, the universal monsters, I just had this like thought process of like they're all like hanging out together and the Phantom just keeps like grabbing random girls and like taking them back to his lair and they're like, would you stop kidnapping girls? <laughs> so, <laughs> Gilman, do, would you like a drink of water? <laughs> Why is he stealing girls again? This is getting annoying. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Put her down. Take the bag off uh, of her head, please. Just stop. You know, 
Ah, oh, too bad or not. No, no one, no one knows what I did. Yeah, that was and fantastic. that's just for me. That no, that was for me too because that was gorgeous. That is for me. But yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> excited. It'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, this newest theme park called Fantastic World. Uh, they'll also be incorporating the Super Mario World into that. Which, if they're smart, you know what I would do if you're doing the Super Mario World. When it goes merges over to the uh, you know horror kind of world, yeah. What they should have is the Luigi's Mansion for the haunting, Ooh. and then it kind of does this nice little transition. Of course, I know Universal's like, no, we'll do whatever the fuck we want. I'm looking. Uh, that's see, I, I'm like, I'm glad I've waited so long to visit the theme parks because I'm like, that is definitely I'm taking a trip to see the mm-hmm. the Nintendo World. I like how yeah. they call it Super Nintendo World. Yeah. When it's probably just going to be Nintendo World. But anyways. Well, Nintendo is super, so. Uh, yeah. Super duper. So this is interesting, which which is weird. Mm-hmm. So this story, um, why it's in this, uh, in horror news is because technically uh, this movie franchise, the very first one, was a very violent and very kind of horrific film when it came out at that time, I believe. I know a lot of people might be like, no, it wasn't. But really good film when it comes out, when it came out, and still a good film today. Now, we've always been hoping for a uh, proper sequel to mm-hmm. this movie because the sequels we got were not that great. I think we did, uh, I think there was three of them, if I'm not mistaken. Then there was a reboot. And I know everyone's all like, just tell us what it is. But I have to, I have to build up to this because as soon as I say it, it's going to be like, oh, okay, weird. So KFC has been doing new kernels. And they decided to enlist this particular person to uh, basically hide the Colonel's recipes. So there's a couple of ad spots already out there. I believe these might have dropped, uh, I don't know if it was just a couple of days ago or what, but uh, RoboCop <laughs> is now uh, is now the Colonel kind of thing. And he's got the little, uh, he's got the suit on, he's got the beard and stuff, but it is the original uh, RoboCop. That's awesome. Uh, so, and the weird part is we don't know if he's... Uh, Everyone was like, well, it's his voice. But they're all like, is it... Actually him, him. Actually him, him, or someone in a suit. But it, it seems to be that it might actually be him. But a lot of people have been talking about how, like, you know, like um, Robert England talking about, like, oh, I saw what Halloween did. Yeah, I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could put the sweater on one more time. And then, like, people are trying to get back to the roots of horror movies. So I'm curious if this might spark the the RoboCop and maybe bringing it back and doing like a direct sequel from the original one. Yeah. Sorry. I just read some of these people are vicious. Oh, people are vicious. Yeah. The comments. So I just read one where it says the guy goes, the more I think about this, the more it irritates me while they're cashing a check for this and not wanting to do a proper sequel to the original. And even worse, if it's released anytime soon, RoboCop looks like a joke because of this. Someone comments underneath it and just goes, Thank you for letting the world know you're autistic. Uh, <laughs> uh, I should not be laughing as hard as I am at that joke. <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so it's, it was really interesting. Uh, diving into some more horror movie news and reboots and everything like that, of course, we all know Jordan Peele has been hard at fucking work, like doing everything. Yes. Ever since Us came out, this man has been very dedicated to... Us? Or not us. Uh, that's coming out actually oh, this year. Uh, Get Out. Ever since the man uh, directed and did uh, Get Out, um, he uh, he's just been this juggernaut in in the horror genre now and stuff like that. So Jordan Peele, of course, has his um, uh, this is or us coming out this. Uh, I think it's March. I'm not sure. Uh, looks creepy as fuck, and I'm already like, and he's just like he already came out and said he's like, no, this is a thriller. This is like a straight on like boom thriller. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so... But yeah, um, I'm actually really excited for that, too. It but, of course, he's good. also rebooting uh, The Twilight Zone, which all those have been looking oh, yeah, like the little right. teasers for that have been looking good and stuff like that, which is funny. Um, so I think that's going to be on CBS Access, and we can probably see that, so Woo! I'm be happy. Um, uh, but, of course, uh, now I'm probably going to butcher this man's name. Do you want me to attempt it? Yeah, well, go, you go for it. I believe it's Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Yes. Uh, so Yahya Abdul Mateen uh, the second. He actually was in a movie. He's been in a few movies, but one of the biggest movies he was in was uh, Aquaman. He was uh, Black Manta. He was Black Manta. He was also in uh, Get uh, the Get Down, and then he will also be in Us. But he also just got casted as the star lead in the new Candyman, which uh, Jordan Peele is 
writing and directing and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was really cool. It says he's also starring in HBO's Watchmen series adaptation. Ooh. So, <gasps> I wonder if he's going to be Mr. Uh, Dr. Manhattan. Ooh. That would be cool. That'd be interesting. But I'm not sure what they're doing with the Watchmen. Like, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Definitely and stuff like that. Um, great graphic novel and everything. Um, but, like, I'm very curious if they're actually doing, like, the Watchmen that we know and, like, actually doing, like, a proper run of the story. Or are they doing, like, before Watchmen? Or are they touching upon, like, other, like, things in that realm of, of yeah. during that comic strip and stuff like that? So it'll be very interesting to check out or whatnot. Um, this, of course, you'll be happy that it came out. Because uh, now you can mispronounce it and have fun La with Llorona. it. La <laughs> uh, Yes, they released a poster, uh, and fuck, does that thing look creepy? It kind of looks like uh, the woman in, or not the woman in black. Uh, well, I guess kind of the woman in black, or the nun, or the or the woman from uh, Insidious. Oh, there the we go. Yeah. Uh, see, I was thinking of like the from the actual movie, The Woman in Black, but I don't think that that was exactly what I was thinking of, and I can't think of who I was actually or what I was actually trying to think of. But yes, it does look a lot like the creepy chick man thing from Insidious, and I kind of want this just so I can send it to people where it says she wants your children. <laughs> Oh, sweet. I don't have any. <laughs> oh, my God. They could make a porno and have that be the same slogan. <laughs> She's just sucking, sucking dick. dick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She'll take your children. She wants your children. <laughs> <laughs> Salty. Oh, God. Anyways, anyway, I grossed so myself this out. Is, okay, this is a little bit getting out of hand. Now, I, now I love the fact that this is happening, <clears> but <throat> I will touch upon the thing that I'm saying I think is getting out of hand. So uh, we've been in talks. I mean, so many things are coming out. They're rebooting. They're remarketing. They're, you know, oh, no, this is the direct sequel to such and such, or this is a continuation of the stories. Or you already this know is a some, soft reboot. Yeah, soft reboot or some of that. Um, so they're making a Gremlins animated series. But the only thing I feel that that's getting out of hand, because they were talking about doing a Gremlins, another Gremlins movie, which I'm stoked. Yeah. Uh, but the WWB is developing it. I'm like, okay, but it's for a streaming service. Now. Oh, and this says that it's the series will be a prequel. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, but what is interesting about this is the fact that it's like, okay, now you're telling me that Warner Brothers is going to have a streaming service? Okay. So already DC oh, yeah. has a streaming service. And I'm like, okay, cool. And But now you're saying Warner Brothers, which is owned by DC, so they're getting two fucking paychecks now <laughs> because they're now having separate. To me, it's like if I subscribe to the Warner Brothers, I should have access to the DC one. I like, agree. Why the fuck are you trying to charge more? You know, mm-hmm. it's not like with Hulu where I'm like, oh, I get all my basic channels. Oh, do you want the add-ons like for HBO and stuff like that? No, I don't want the add-ons, so yeah. I'm not paying more. You know, I just want to keep this price. You know, but kind yeah, of that's because Hulu is a completely separate entity from HBO. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, it, yeah, it, to me, I'm like, okay, I yeah. get that kind of thing. But yeah, I'm like, so I'm like, I'm really interested because I'm curious, like, what kind of, um. What kind of animation style they're going to use? Uh, if it's yeah. Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers is really good with animation. Yes. Um, I mean, cartoon style and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I'm really intrigued by this. Um, and then I'm also curious: is Frank Welker and uh, oh shit, Howie Mandel got it? <laughs> Come back and voices their characters. Well, technically, uh, Frank Welker can't because if it's a prequel, Spike or Stripe isn't. Uh, Oh, isn't created yet because yeah. he was created in the first movie. So it have, to, but he could do a voice of another gremlin. Well, it does say Chris Columbus revealed back in 2017 that he'd written a script for a third Gremlins movie, which has yet to be produced. So, oh, well, maybe this is to greenlight it, see if people are interested. They figure an animated sh- cartoon show won't. Uh, yeah, maybe. You know, like I ah, won't break the bank. You know, kind oh, of thing. it says it's Warner Media dives into the streaming service game, joining Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, CBS All Access, and the soon to be launched Disney Plus. So I think again, still streaming services, you're getting out of hand. Now they I feel, really are. Now I feel I like think... I just want to have it like a bundle thing where you pay this much a month and you're subscribed to. Okay, I have this, 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 and this. Just like fucking cable, but it's a premium price where it's not like oh, I'm getting built because everyone builds you. Like, so randomly at different things. Like, Netflix is like, oh, I got you. I'll get you in the middle of the month. And then yeah. Hulu's like, at the front. And then, 
<sighs> and then HBO charges you charges you in the back end of the ass. Yeah, they're like, hey, here's uh, our game of. They're like, hey, here's our. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I was just thinking about that too. They really need to do one where it's just a conglomerate, basically. Amazon needs to get together and offer that as a part of Amazon Prime. Mm. Like, that just needs to be part of the Amazon... Like, whenever you pay for Amazon Prime, that should be included in your Amazon streaming services. Like, all of the streaming services in general, like Netflix, Hulu, uh, WB, uh, which is apparently not going to be... I'm guessing that DC and the the Warner Brothers streaming service is the, the same thing, but, like, also, like, include, like... Just do like a package deal. So then all of it can be together and then you can pay like a little bit of a discount. And then if you, you know, so then you're not literally paying like a hundred. This is literally just cable all over again. And this is why people stopped using cable because it was too fucking expensive and you had to deal with bullshit that you didn't want. You know, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And this and is, we're this, and it. we are. We like a lot of people don't want to believe it, but there's a lot of stuff they're like, "Wait, didn't we do this before?" And people are like, "No, this is this is different." It's like, how is it different from? Well, now it's else? red. It's like how? Wait, what? No. But yeah. Anyways, <coughs> oh Morty, you see what they did? They went a little political on everything. Oh jeez, yeah, this this podcast really went downhill. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate you dropping in, bashing on my show. Oh, it's your show, because I didn't see you put any notes in this thing. Well, <laughs> Anyways. I, I would, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, look, if I do the research but can't read an article, I'm like, hey, you got me covered, because I'm way too centered for this. That's true. I uh, will read stuff for you, and I do bring in the, yeah, no, of you, the listeners. Or at least no, I hey, I, hey, I gave you props. No, I know. Beginning of the show, <laughs> and I'm making a joke. Anyway, so with that said and done, we are going to dive into our movie review of this week. Now, we uh, watched the new Netflix movie that dropped, I believe, in early February, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, A lot of people in this. Uh, I believe this is a movie that was shown at, like, Cannes Film or Sundance or something like that, and immediately Netflix bought it and picked it up. Netflix did that with a couple of things, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ted Bundy uh, movie with Zac Efron. Yes. So very interesting moves on their parts. Now, this is a, I will say this right off the bat, interesting movie. Yes. But before we dive into that, we do have a bit of an intro. So without further ado, I totally forgot the sound guy's name. John. John! <laughs> I bid you welcome. I am Dracula. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they So, yeah. Velvet Buzzsaw. Yes. It's a very, uh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a lot of people are in this. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, oh, by d- the way, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Everybody dies. Thank you, Robert. Um, uh, so, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. We got John Malkovich is also in it. So, we already got like, oh, shit. Um, Rene Russo. Yeah, Rene Russo. Okay, who is she? Was she the... Uh, I know, I know the name, and I was like, "Oh, Renee Russo," and then I totally forgot to like look up her actual. Oh, okay. Me, so her, she, her film history, but you can probably tell me because you probably already have it. Yeah, I have it pulled up. Okay, so she was the um, like the the main woman at the end. Oh, okay. The the Velvet Buzzsaw chick. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so it's very, it's a very interesting movie. So um, of course, before uh, we'll talk about what we liked about the movie, what we didn't like about the movie, then we'll give you the uh, reviews of IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and also I have Metacritic also chimed in on this one as well. And then we'll give you our rating system and so on and so forth. Oh, sorry, I just no, noticed. Um, 
Rene Russo was actually in Nightcrawler, which is another one of Jake Gyllenhaal's movies, so that's probably why they were in this one. Oh, okay, together. perfect. Which Nightcrawler? That's the movie I was trying. I said Creep, but that's a different movie which I still want to see. Yeah. But uh, Nightcrawler was the yeah. one that my parents saw, and they were actually like, it was pretty good. So, um, yeah, no, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. In fact, there's a movie we should watch for. I would consider it in the genre of horror or all the weird stuff and everything. But uh, uh, Donnie Darko. Yes, I um, love that movie. That's like one of his, like, so he's always into these kind of, so right off the bat, him being in this, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And how it went, I was like, I could totally see him being like, kind of like, like, oh, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. This is something I I would enjoy doing. Um, his character he played was really interesting. Uh, he was basically a critic. An art cricket, critic. Yeah, yeah, an art critic. Um and he was like just talking about like oh the in depth of color and all this kind of stuff. So it's basically all these art critics, art gala sellers, um, museum owners. Just like it's it's basically big money throughout mm-hmm. this entire movie. Like you just realize how horrible some of these people are. Uh, some of these people haven't been corrupted yet. That we mm-hmm. saw with the uh, up and coming uh, artists. Yeah, he was like like no 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 you don't understand. This is like this is what I want to be. But I'm not going to jump to this way to get to, you know, that kind of thing. So it was very interesting, very dynamic bunch of people. But the movie kind of has this, like, kind of... very fluid. It, it has a fluid, but it also has, like, kind of, like, a point where then you they finally kind of turn the dial. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, it's kind of switches and becomes the the movie that they marketed as. Yeah. As it was marketed as, and even the trailer on... Um, Netflix. Netflix, it was very, oh, this is a horror movie. This yeah. is a very supernatural horror movie, and it doesn't start out that way. No, it doesn't. So what What did, tell us your, tell me Tell me your thoughts. Tell the listeners your thoughts, because I feel like I'm just rambling right no, now. No, you're good. So I thought it was kind of interesting, because it kind of shows you, like, it really shows you kind of a range of, like, artists. So there's... Like, how artists were affected by it and how they kind of... Because, like, the one woman, she used to be an artist and then she became, like, a the art gallery owner. Mm-hmm. Um, then you also have the artist who got really famous, but he doesn't really know what he's doing anymore. And he's kind of lost touch with yeah. who he wants to be. And that who was uh, John Malkovich's character. Um, then you also have the artist who just recently got discovered. And so he's trying to get a little bit more into it. And so, and then it was kind of interesting looking at it from, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's perspective, because he, since he's the art critic of all of it, he can kind of like, he's, he's, his character confused me because I couldn't tell if he was gay or bi I think he might have just been bi, or like he said, his tastes change. So maybe he's one of those people who just have this like, oh, you intrigue me, you interest me, and then he's just, you know, he's sort into, of like he, a pansexual. He's into yeah, what he's maybe into. yeah, maybe yeah. he's just a pansexual. That, uh, that, thank you, that was the word I was looking for. Like maybe he's just one of those things because he seemed to be like, oh, I'm over this, or like, oh, I'm into that, and just like his body language and stuff yeah. like that. So his body language is very effeminate, but at the same time, it didn't. really Oh yeah, seem he's like... fucking jacked in this movie. I will say that, <laughs> and you will see Jake Gyllenhaal ass. <laughs> so uh, kudos to that for the ladies. In fact, there's two nice ass shots in this entire movie. Yeah, because uh, his boyfriend. His boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, he's got a nice ass. So um, but definitely yeah, check thought, that out, ladies. Definitely. Look, it, oh, yeah. if anything, watch it just for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was very interesting um, simply because it was kind of interesting to see, like, okay, this like there's the person who is not quite, who hasn't been affected by the art world or, like, basically poisoned by, like, fame and fortune and all that kind of stuff. And then there's the other guy who's just, like, so completely out of touch with what he originally started out doing. Then there's the guy who's like, no, I'm an art critic and this is what I want to do. And he's, like, trying to stay true to himself and true to, like, what he originally wanted to do. Yeah. Um, But it was... And then there's also the girl that you get to see the who starts out with good intentions, but you see her get poisoned throughout the movie and just kind of... Well, she lets herself get corrupted yeah, yeah, and get corrupted starts, and like, messing like around that. with shit that she shouldn't be. 
So it's very interesting. Um, so speaking of that, I, I'll touch upon. So basically what ends up happening, so you find all these characters, all the stuff's going on, and this uh, girl, the one who's having, like, the everything kind of falls we'll apart. We'll call her, her the identity crisis. Identity crisis. Um, she comes, she's uh, in her uh, hotel. She comes home from her apartment. She's in her apartment, everything like that, and she sees, like, a cane on the floor and realizes there's a gentleman upstairs. He has passed away. Uh, then they find out when they go into his apartment, the cops are talking about there's all this artwork, all this stuff, and it seemed like he was trying to get rid of it and whatnot. So she goes up there, she hears the cat, she goes in, and she sees just all this artwork. So already you have all these art people, and she's like, okay, I can. there's nobody claiming this. They're just going to throw it all out. This artwork is amazing. Like, you just see people get, like, transcended on it. They're just like, they're, and it looks like other people can see different things or there's certain pieces that just speak yeah. to them kind of and they they do that and then she takes it and then all this stuff like okay we're gonna market it we're gonna sell this we're gonna do that a lot of people are like oh my god what is this like it just becomes this popular thing but then uh jake gyllenhaal's character he's like well i want to write a book so i want all the rights all this stuff i want to find out everything about it so he starts trying to do some research on this and then you start finding out that the old man is like was in a psych war and there's parts of his life that are just missing like, it's like he left, he went into the army, came back, like, strangled his dad, went to the psych ward. Well, yeah, because originally it started out like his dad was abusive, mm-hmm. the kids got to, or his dad was abusive, there was a mysterious fire that killed his mom and his sister. Um, his He got taken away from his dad, he got became a ward <laughs> of the state, he went into the military, he got... I can't remember if it was dishonorably discharged or just Well, he said he served two years. He came back, and then he had, like, an episode. Like, he flipped out because the one detective was talking about it. He's like, yeah, he had an episode. He flipped out, and he, like, um, he, I think he murdered somebody. And then he, like, went to a psych war. But then when he left the psych war, he, like, he was, like, not active for, like, three years. And then all of a sudden, he got a job as a janitor, like, at this, like, factory. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, the bizarre thing. But then you start, like... He starts going down that path then and starts realizing, like, okay, there's something with these fucking paintings. Yeah. Because they start moving, and then during that time, like, a couple of deaths start happening to people where, like, uh, the one guy's driving the truck, and, like, his shirt just catches on fire, and, like, all this kind of, like, weird just, like, Well, because he was smoking, and a piece of, like, just an ember fell into his lap, uh, and he, it, like fell onto a painting that wasn't there before and the painting caught on fire and it caught him on fire and he yeah, got like, so burned so, like hell. Like, so they have bits and pieces in this movie where it's very thriller, very horror, very supernatural. Yeah. And then there's other parts of this movie where you forget that you're watching a horror movie. A horror movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a certain part in where they give you like a death, they give you another death, and then they, then they start doing deaths back to back. And I thought that was cool, but then it's like, oh, you kind of you 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 waited too long for your deaths, I think, and then you're trying to play catch up, and then you realize, oh, we have all these people to murder, I guess, in the script, and then you like dial it so it come it becomes one it's one movie, and then at a certain point they kind of turn up the dial and yeah. it quickly runs through. You know what it is? It goes from an art movie to a thriller to a horror to a slasher. Yes, and very. It's very interesting, and I, I thought that was an interesting take on it, and I actually was very surprised of uh, the victims who died. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then the people who survived, and, but it did make sense. And even, sense. like, the deaths themselves were bizarre and interesting. Um, I would say that I do have a gripe. Okay. But we'll get into yeah. that when we, we talk about the reviews and stuff like that. Um, uh, what was I? Shit. Sorry. Oh, uh, but everybody who didn't die. They were like the people, like it was like the up and coming artist when he's like, no, I got to go back to my roots. And there was the other guy who left and he was like, okay, I'm going to find myself again. And there was like the girl who just basically just wanted a job. Yeah. And she just keep getting like moved to one person to another because something kept like every time she got a new employer, that employer died, died, which I thought was interesting if she was supposed to be like the descendant of the painter or something like that, because I noticed that it's like as soon as she called the one girl in the very beginning, Coco calls uh the basket case um identity crisis um she's like oh i saw your boyfriend like doing shit da, da, da. like it's like she kind of set everything in motion almost so to me i always thought she almost was going to play like a bigger part in it but then they really didn't like tag on any more to it you know you know i actually have a theory about that we what well, we can touch on that in a okay bit. perfect yeah so um but yeah it's a it's an interesting watch um i mean 
I'm trying to think. I mean, it is on streaming, so if you want to check it out or whatnot, I would say I, I'm I, glad I would, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I would say this. I would. I probably. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Like after seeing it, I'm kind of like like I would tell people, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know what? It is? It's it's a good like you're home like on a Friday night and you just want to like have a drink and relax and just kind of watch something that's not too deep and not too. Like, just kind of like, it's a it's sort of a, like a shut your mind off for a couple hours kind of thing. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely an interesting watch. But before it's an we, evening in movie. But before we give uh, our reviews, we'll give the reviews of the other uh, three um, critics. So IMDb gave it a 5.8 out of 10. Interesting. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. gave it a 64%. Only 30% of the audience liked it. <laughs> and uh, Metacritic gave it a 61 out of 100. Okay, so it averaged about 6 out of 10. So I would say, yeah, about it's about 60. 60%. 60%, I would say. Probably. Which, um, okay, so we'll, how do you want to rate this? Uh, which, uh, what do you want to use it for our 5 out of 5 this week? Uh, I was thinking maybe cats. Oh, good pull. Yeah, there was a lot of cats. Interesting. Um, yeah, it was either cats or uh, spheres. Oh yeah, the sphere thing. <laughs> um, let's go with hairless cats. Okay, I like the hairless cats. We'll go with hairless cats. Put a little twang on it. So, Anna, what did you enjoy about the movie? What were some of your like really? And then your rating. Um, overall, it wasn't a terrible movie. It was just kind of meh. Like I really didn't like the girl that much. I was kind of bummed out that they spoilers they killed off jake gyllenhaal because mm. i actually like i feel like although i can kind of see why because i feel like i liked his character but even at the end whenever he found out that the artist wanted his paintings to be destroyed he mm. didn't actually destroy the paintings he was just trying to put them like in a storage unit that's true so i feel like that was kind of a dumb move on his part although i will also say like kudos to him for not pushing the paintings onto like the other girl and just be like you deal with it yeah yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> Yeah, and so basically, like, instead of doing that, he was like, no, I'm going to take care of this myself. But, um, but yeah, I I do feel kind of bad for his character because I feel like his character kind of got screwed over a bit. Um, I did not like the British chick, the uh, identity crisis girl. Like, originally I felt bad for her, but then after a while I was like, all right, you're just kind of bringing this on yourself and you're just being a raging bitch. And she's like... She so quickly she just like completely forgot her roots and was just like not and like that's the other thing it's like the one like the artist dude like he saw like but I think that the point of the paintings was supposed to be like if you're not a good person like it'll come after you if you are a good person then it'll push you back to where you need to be yeah type of thing um I thought that the one shallow French dude was annoying as hell, and I was really oh, yeah. glad that he was the first death. Um, so, okay, so I just wanted to touch on really quickly, my theory is the cat. I think that the cat was either possessed by the guy or was sort of like a conduit in some way. So I think that that was the why the one girl had the connection with everybody, and I think that that's why she was safe in all of it. Like, I think that's why she didn't die. So even though she was working for, like, the, the like, the uh, all three different, like, people, like, she ended up, like, being able to, like, live through all of it. And I think it was also partially because she was, like, actually nice to the cat and she was taking care of it. And, like, she took the cat with her whenever she left. So Okay, that's interesting. So I think that the cat was actually the conduit. But hmm. I didn't think of that at all. Okay, so so what would you give this movie then? Uh, oh, and I almost rating. forgot. Oh, um, I thought it was interesting. The last death was interesting because I actually knew that that was going to happen too. Because whenever they she was like, tell me, like she was getting all of the art taken out of her house. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, she's got like the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. And then she was like, oh yeah, all the art is gone. And then she was like sitting on the porch, like outside. And I was like, well, maybe it's not going to happen. And then it did. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Okay, so and then what? Okay, so what is your review then? Uh, f- out of five out of five hairless cats, what do you give Velvet Buzzsaw? Uh, I would give it 
probably three out of five. Okay. Maybe two and a half. It was kind of, it was like not anything, like it was good. And I thought it, okay, let me put it this way. The acting was great. The, the, the story was shaky. So, and of course, if you want to say, see Jake Gyllenhaal's ass, I say go for it. Cause it's pretty nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. And that's fine. I mean, no, you're allowed, you give your opinion and stuff like that. And that's what you need to do. So I was just like, okay. So it's pretty much kind of like what everyone else was giving it. Like a, almost like a, a yeah. little bit in the 60s, sort of little middle bit middle of the road, type little of middle thing. of the road, and everything like that. Okay, I get that. Uh, cool. Yeah. No, I thought, like I said, very beginning of the movie, it was very like it hooked me. I was like, this is interesting. I, I they were talking like all this artwork stuff, and I'm just like, all right, okay, I'm into this. And then like all the the deaths started happening. I'm like, okay, finally, now we're kicking into gear. But then it's like I said, it's like it felt like they sped it up. Mm-hmm. Way at the end, the big problem I have with the movie mm-hmm. was the intro because the intro shows you everybody who dies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was all like, and then when the death started happening, I was all like, oh, I wish I would have not known this in prior because my mind remembered everything that happened in the credits. I was all like, so I would have just done your credits differently oh, and then yeah. saved the deaths for a little bit more fun, like, oh, shit kind of thing. Because, I mean, they were very interesting, like the guy getting trapped in the like the attic yeah. and then the lights going down, he goes there and then he gets strangled. And you're like, oh, okay. But then it's like, I saw all this shit in the intro you know, kind of stuff. So it was kind of, it, it was very cool deaths, but very like predictable, kind of, predictable kind of or thing. It was basically, it was already told to you and you're like, all right, now you're and just I was like, the okay, so uh, mine is going to be uh, not too much lower, but mine's going to be at uh, two hairless cats. Just cause I, I enjoyed, I, in fact, I enjoyed, I would say the beginning of the movie. I thought the acting was very good and I liked all the characters and stuff like that. But then even when it got into the horror aspect of it, I was like, like I said, they did too many breaks between deaths mm-hmm. and then you sped it all up at the end. So then it was just kind of like, I felt like this could have been two different fucking movies. Yeah. So it was just, it was just an interesting, uh, watch. I mean, definitely check it out. Acting's fantastic. Really enjoy that, but just like you said, yeah, I think the story. I think the story was like they didn't know what they wanted to really do with it because they were building on really good kind of concept stuff, but then it kind of just fell flat. It's like you have a really good basis for it, and then it's be yeah, it's like they just kind of like, well, we don't really know, like yeah, right, like the framework was good, but everything else was shit. Yeah, right, like <laughs> you're yeah, it was, it, was, it was very interesting, but uh, yeah, so I think that's gonna wrap this up. Yep. I mean, I would recommend watching it if you're bored and you have nothing else better uh, to do. Make it but... a drinking game every time. Uh, ah. I'm curious. Every time they're really emphasizing on how built Jake Gyllenhaal is in this yeah. movie. Like, Actually, I was going to say every time he flounces. <laughs> oh, you'd be, t- <laughs> you'd be, you'd be like drunk within the first like five <laughs> minutes of that movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out all the other great shows. Um, and you know where to find us. Uh, and I think that's about it. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, nope. Hit us up on, or hit us up if you have any scary stories. Email us um, if you have any movies that you'd like to recommend. Yes, Bones, we know. We'll get to them. Then let us know. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm Steve-O. And I'm unfortunately Robert Pattinson. And until next time, Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. What was that? Flouncing off into the sunset. Oh, you. <laughs> mm-hmm. He done <laughs> fucked up. Mm.